Hello, everyone. I'm Paul Menzel. And I'm Jim Conlon. And this is New Tricks for Old Dogs. Our podcast features the many ways us older men and women howl at the moon, odd news items you don't normally hear about, and conversations with other old dogs who are growing bolder, not older. So if you've got 25 minutes or so, grab a cup of coffee, pull up a chair, and join us. In this episode, the old dogs philosophize about political advertising. We introduce the concept of tree mail. We bring you another edition of Old Doggerel. We hear from our chief aging officer about how time seems to be gaining on us. And we amuse you with some medieval cures for common ailments. The Old Dog's conversation is with Jim Martinez, a guy who has made it possible for thousands of sight-challenged listeners to enjoy the printed word. Stay with us. Well, Paul... Yo, uh, you were telling me that there was something on your mind for a change. Uh, yeah. Excuse me a minute. I'm I'm sorting the junk mail that I got. To, oh okay. my goodness! Uh-huh. It's twenty pieces of political agitprop junk. Oh, what a surprise! And you know what got me thinking, Jimbo? No, I don't. Is that this is the time of the year when candidates are trying to differentiate themselves. Mm-hmm. So sometimes their campaign pledges and promises seem a wee bit lame. Oh, like you know what? what I mean? No, Jimmy I don't. Bean? No. You don't know? No. Tell me. You don't read your mail, no. <laughs> in other words. <laughs> yeah, well, that would be the starting point. Learn to read, Jim. Uh, you know, you you take your standard piece of political mail. First of all, there's this good-looking family, which I suspect you hire. Well, yeah, because it's the same wife and kids or husband and kids in, in every uh, flyer. They're the same. Seems fe- to be. Hairstyles yeah. are changed. Mm-hmm. Maybe the hair color. Well, same family, though. Retouching. Yes. And also, uh, I am a vet. Now, don't say a veteran of what unknown forgotten war. Well, it just could a be vet. a veterinarian. It could be a veterinarian. And that's just a cute way of saying it. So, mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I get a lot of uh, similar mail, although I have to say that it is not so much from individual candidates as it is from organizations that claim to represent an entire political structure. Like, for example, uh, the National Democratic Party for the Constitutional Preservation or, or something like that. And you think, oh, well, they must be, you know, it says national. Uh, I'm going to give them money. This is the problem that I have with most of them is I don't know who these people really are. I don't know if Nancy Pelosi is really texting me on my phone. So, I, I wouldn't count on it. No. no. Oh, yeah, And Joe <laughs> and everybody who texts me uh, for money and they're saying it's urgent. You've got to send us money now. Who are they? So, first of all, if you're going to mindlessly donate money, hmm. you have my email address. <laughs> Just, well, you know what? Maybe we need to come up with some phony appeals, maybe. Something that, how about instead of defund the police, how about defund the Polish? Okay. They can just draw their own conclusions. Oh, yeah. the Polish. What's wrong with the Polish? Yeah. Oh, it must yeah. be something bad. Okay, I will not donate any money to the Polish from now on. Yeah. Oh, another area is endangered species, which, of course, I, I strongly believe in. But, I mean, come on. If you see a, a flyer that wants to uh, preserve sphagnum moss, tell me that that's endangered. Huh? What are you trying to preserve? Sphagnum moss, of course. Oh, okay. I didn't know people were killing that indiscriminately. Oh, listen, you have no idea. The the horror. <laughs> 
Okay. Well, w- w- while we're at it, why don't we stamp out um, uh, stamps? <laughs> <laughs> There's something everybody could agree on. Palmhurst, Texas, population 2,700, elected a deceased man mayor this year. I guess news gets around slowly in this sleepy town near the Mexican border. This pod nugget is from the Cron.com website for May 9th, 2022. Okay, we're used to candidates for office being alive and vocal. But the late Ramiro Rodriguez Jr. broke that mold when he was re-elected mayor after being buried a month earlier. This curious event happened because Rodriguez died after the deadline to remove candidates from the race. So he remained on the ballot. Even though no longer vertical, he beat his opponent 329 votes to 234. Palmhurst officials called a special election to find a new mayor this month. This means they are missing out on a good opportunity to find out if a deceased officeholder could still effectively hold office. I'm thinking yes. I've got my opinions, too. 70,000 trees in Melbourne, Australia, have email addresses in an attempt to keep the trees healthy and well-trimmed. This news item is from the Interesting Facts website. Assigning ID numbers and email addresses to trees was actually a practical solution to tracking trees that need maintenance. People could report any of the 70,000 trees via their unique email, or should we say tree mail, maybe? <laughs> a website set up by the city features a map of every tree and a link to their email address. This proved to be a successful program for maintaining the city's leafy inhabitants. But this creative problem solving had an unintended consequence. People started to send personal messages to the trees. When last reported in 2018, Melbourne's trees had received over 4,000 emails from around the world. (laughs) The messages were whimsical and fun, and so city employees started crafting replies. Okay, here's an example of an email sent to Greenleaf Elm Tree ID 1022165. I have exams coming up, and I should be busy studying. You do not have exams because you are a tree. I don't think there is much more to talk about, as we don't have a lot in common, you being a tree and such, but I'm glad we're in this together. And now the reply? I hope you do well in your exams. Research has shown that nature can influence the way people learn in a positive way. So I hope I inspire your learning. The program, of course, is still going strong. If you would like to bond with a tree in Melbourne, it could be a tremendous way to connect with nature, even if the response is a bit sappy or even nutty. Now we turn to our next installment of Old Doggerel. For this, we visit Costco, a store known for gathering products into large bundles. For example, the Costco bundle of toilet tissue fills a grocery cart. The rolls are uncountable in some languages, and for many of us, (laughs) it's likely a lifetime supply. So, when shopping in Costco, it is important to remind yourself how many people live in your home. In most cases, it would be two. Therefore, it is important not to buy in such quantities that you must include the products in your will. However, many of us have a problem with that. We get carried away with the bargain price per item when you buy a truckload. We enter a state of mind that we call Costco unconscious. 
In this state, you forget whether it is humanly possible to eat four dozen oranges before they go bad, or consume fifty packages of ramen noodles in less than a year. Generally, you wake up from a state of Costco unconscious as you are checking out and realize that you have a bill in the hundreds of dollars. Done that. By then, of course, it's too late. Kathleen O'Brien is our chief aging officer. In that capacity, she brings clarity to some of the issues that befuddle guys like Paul and me. Kathleen is the author of Reclaim Your Right to Grow Old and the website Grow Old, Be Happy. Did you hear that the earth is spinning faster than ever before? On July 29th, our 24-hour day went by in fewer than 24 hours. July 29th was exactly 1.59 milliseconds shorter than a day on Earth is supposed to be. Some scientists say this happened because the polar ice caps are melting. That means the planet weighs less and has started to twirl faster. Another theory is that the Earth wobbles on its axis, which can cause it to rotate more quickly. Of course, July 29th was just one day. But what if this keeps up? Will every day eventually be shorter than 24 hours? I certainly hope so. Because ever since the pandemic, time has come to a crawl. It seems like everything just takes so long. For instance, a friend of mine says she has been waiting over 10 months for her new sofa to be delivered. Naturally, this isn't a life-or-death situation. Nonetheless, football season is here again, and there's still no place to sit. Taking a flight lately, another friend told me she and her husband were flying back from San Francisco to L.A., and the flight was delayed six hours. They could have driven home. And here's the kicker. While you're waiting six hours in an airport, there is virtually nothing to do with your time. Can you walk outside? No. Can you slip in on a cancellation at the dentist's office and get that sensitive tooth fixed? No. Can you mail off a birthday card to Aunt Millie? No. No fun, no dental care, no errands, nothing. You must wait at your gate for updates or book another flight. Either way, you're too late for Aunt Millie. Maybe faster days would help people pick up their feet. Maybe they would have to get things done in less time. And maybe it is a wobbly earth and not climate change that is causing our shorter days. In that case, hooray. Because the idea of cramming a lot into the perfect 10-hour day may be just what we've been waiting for. The Cambridge University Library is digitizing medical recipes from the 14th and 15th century. You know, it makes you wonder how people survived their treatments. This pod nugget is from Sky News for August 17th, 2022. Many remedies address ailments that we still struggle with today, such as headaches and toothaches. But the recipes for the remedies use a bewildering range of ingredients. Here is a suggested treatment for gout. Stuff a puppy with snail and sage. <laughs> Roast it over a fire and use the fat to make a salve. Not surprisingly, life expectancy in these times was the mid-30s. Here's another curious cure. Someone suffering from cataracts should mix the gallbladder of a hare with some honey and use a feather to apply to the eyes. 
It doesn't specify whether the gallbladder is sliced, diced, or pureed. Over the next two years, some 8,000 similar medieval medical treatments will be digitized and available online at the Cambridge University Library. This effort is part of the Curious Cures project. Dr. James Freeman, the head of the project, says the various treatments are a reminder of the pain and precarity of medieval life before antibiotics, before antiseptics, and before pain relief as we know them all today. As bizarre as some of these treatments are, they were cutting-edge medicine at the time. You know, but it does make you wonder if the illness or the cure was the cause of the short life expectancy 500 years ago. I can't imagine. Whose puppy would you choose to stuff with a snail and sage? Uh, A neighbor who (laughs) didn't know you were doing it. A barking puppy. The majority of our listeners come to us from partnership with three internet-based radio stations that focus on people who are visually challenged. The stations are Sight Into Sound in Houston, Texas, Owl Radio in San Antonio, Texas, and Georgia Radio Reading Service in Atlanta, Georgia. These organizations provide an important service to their communities by offering a range of audio-only programming for folks that have difficulty accessing more traditional media. Our conversation in this episode is with Jim Martinez, who heads up Sight Into Sound in Houston. Jim shares with us the unique aspects of his volunteer-driven organization and the challenges of keeping up with technology. So I'm going to begin, Jim, by asking you how Sight Into Sound got started. Were you a part of it then, or did you join them later? No, uh, started back in 1967. It was completely different. It was back uh, the days of um, Real to Real. And we actually had to go out and record, you know, not stay at home. So there was a man who, um, the story that I heard, there was a college kid down the street where he was blind and things weren't accessible like they are now. So um, he said, well, I'll I'll read a book for you. Then he read another one, another one, and he got the idea, well, this is a need. So uh, he got some of his friends and they eventually opened up a building and it became a nonprofit. And there was one or two others around the country doing similar Taping for the blind is what we were called. Uh-huh. And throughout the 70s, it expanded. Uh, in the 80s, they started having their yearly conference, you know. And then um, it just grew. When, with, they grew with technology. We started doing what I call closed-circuit radio, secondary audio channel, which was on um, KUHF. Um, so we would send out radios for the longest time to pick up only our station. Kind of like if you had a, remember those old uh, radios for the weather, weather radios? Sure. Something similar to that. Mm-hmm. They just picked up our frequency. Yeah. And so we did that for years. And then we got on the SAP channel on channel eight, secondary audio programming. And now everything is just, just in the last five years, technology is just, it, it, you can't keep up. You know, so things are coming more accessible. The, um, the iPhone was the game changer, the smartphone. That just changed everything. Um, then Siri came along and then the smart speaker came along. Um, so now you have watches and all that. So very accessible, um, easier, rather, for blind, low-vision people to access. Well, tell me how things are going at Sight Into Sound these days. Things are going good here at uh, Sight Into Sound. Uh, over the last two years, everyone's gotten comfortable with um, recording from home. The people still do their programs or podcasts at home and send it to us. So it's um, over the last two years, we we didn't stop. We just changed how we did things. We have a daily schedule, a weekly schedule, and then we changed the times on shows because we had to. But that's pretty much all we did. Um, the, most of the volunteers recorded from home. And then um, all the other reading services like us, 
we all share our programs. Mm-hmm. So uh, whatever I didn't have, um, I get from them. And we're slowly getting back to um, volunteers coming back. Some like doing it from home. They say, I'd rather just not fight the traffic. Sure. You know, and um, or some of them, you know, babysit the grandkids. I can just not have to worry about them. When they take their nap, I'll do my reading. So, sure. yeah. you know, so it, it's worked out. It's very streamlined now. You know, Jim, some of our listeners aren't familiar with that phrase, reading services. What exactly is the purpose of sight into sound? So we read for people who are um, blind, visually impaired, low vision. Um, and, you know, you, you can be considered blind, but still have some sight. It's just whatever the, the legal term is. And there's a bunch of them. But um, so what, we have three divisions. We have our custom recording. We have our reading service, radio reading service, and then um, audio description. So custom recording is per individual client. If you need something to be read that is not available on audio, uh, we'll read it. You know, we do a lot of Sunday school stuff, some textbooks, um, but um, a lot of old books that were never put on audio. People want to hear, you know, maybe they're older now, they've lost their sight, and they want to hear some of that stuff they no they longer can read. Get a lot of that stuff. Um, we have volunteers who read that. And our radio reading service, or... Um, podcasting as it's called now i tell people we were podcasting before podcasting we just didn't know it you know <laughs> there wasn't a word for it but um but radio reading service that's the one i talked about with the um with the radios so that's like a daily schedule seven days a week all done by volunteers uh, we have some coming back now to read but so the majority are reading from home and like i said a lot of them like it they like reading from home and they drop box it to me and um as long as i schedule it or they send, send it to me on time uh, people can find that on our website it's a daily schedule, kind of like a TV schedule, so to speak. You know, same thing on every day. And all the programs repeat, uh, so in case you missed it. And then we also have a podcast page in case you missed them, you know, on demand. Uh, audio description is, um, we've done stuff for the Alley Hobby Center. Uh, Hobby does it on their own now. Uh, we just have for Miller Outdoor Theater and we're in the Rodeo, Rodeo Parade. Uh, so audio description is when there's no dialogue, a blind person doesn't know what's going on. So that's where the description comes in. And um, we don't describe, but we air audio described movies, which are very uh, available now on the Internet. And I think they even have them uh, at the actual theaters now. You just get a headset. Mm. So it's already done, you know, when, as they make the movie. So there was a time you'd have to wait till the DVD comes out or all that. It's, 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 it just evolved so quickly now, especially in the last two years. So but we do the audio description locally. Uh, we do the rodeo uh, parade rodeo um, performances so rodeo performances basically we just we describe the action and then when the artist the music artist comes on then we we sign off tell us about the range of programming that you offer your listeners the way we started out and we still do we read um magazines all the major magazines you know people readers digest national geographic you know uh houston business journal local stuff the houston chronicle every day um all the major publications you know long before you know siri and the kindle if you were had a visual impairment, you couldn't hear any of that. You, you had no access to it. You can with us, and we're still doing it that way. Uh, we have some podcasts, just like you know, talk form podcast. Um, all that's blind related as well. We have a cooking show that's blind related. Uh, is there any other audience that you think is also tapping into what you offer? Yeah, people with learning disabilities. Uh, we read stuff for people who are um, ADHD. Mm-hmm. you know, or a dyslexic, that's big with helping them. Mm-hmm. You know, if they hear it, they I can understand it. You know, so we read manuals and, um, you know, they, they can see just fine, but the, the words get jumbled up, the letters. But when they hear it, it, it just sticks. 
you know, that's their reading. So, you know, anyone with a learning disability, um, someone had a stroke, they can't, you know, turn a page on a book or a magazine or, or a newspaper, you know, they can still see, but they have uh, physical limitations. They, they, they love our service as well. I understand that you also read Playboy. We used to. We don't do it anymore. Oh, is that right? Um, Why'd you yeah. stop? So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> during the pandemic, we decided to change stuff. And um, and be honest, all that's more accessible, too, you know, uh-huh. all over the Internet. <laughs> Actually, some people, we got some volunteers. They're still volunteers. They, they heard about that. That's how they volunteered with us. <laughs> you know, with all the recent advances in technology, would you say it's easier to access sight into sound? Yeah, it's a lot easier. Um, you know, people have the uh, the smart speaker. Things are just easier. Um, some people have to have trouble, but you're always going to have that. Uh, but uh, things are just easier. Um, the phone. I have some people say they put their phone on Bluetooth and go to sleep with it with us at night. Hmm. You know, put it on their Bluetooth speaker rather. Yeah, we have been and, accused of putting people to sleep ourselves. <laughs> it's working. <laughs> yeah, it's working well. <laughs> So do you have a, a lot of senior volunteers? Most of our volunteers are retired, retirement oh, age. Is that right? Uh, yeah. So they're looking for something to do. and um, Or, you know, they grew up on radio, so I always wanted to be on radio. You know, they had to get a real job. You know? <laughs> and so, so now, so this is their chance. Like I said, if you love it, you keep doing it. You know? Yeah, so most of our volunteers are retired. And the ones that are not, they, 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 could, they have more of the flexibility of doing it from home now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they always did, but, you know, but until you were put in that situation, you didn't do it. So you didn't need to. Yeah, exactly. So uh, now they can, you know, when they see that they don't have to fight traffic. Are you looking for more volunteers? Always. Oh, always. There's always someone who's, you know, they're, they're pretty steady. Then you know, they may get sick or their spouse may get sick mm-hmm. or their kids are moving back to town. And they'll have to take a, a month absence or two month absence, you know, and we, every now and then we get a phone call. say, Hey, whatever happened to so-and-so? I say, well, well, they're sick right now. And just, you know, or they're, they're coming back there. So we're always looking for volunteers. Um, in the last week, I just got three. I said, well, come in and you know, give them a little tour. They said, well, can I do this from home? I said, yeah. I, said, well, I live far away. So yeah, so email me and I'll show you the setup, how to do it. And then you'll eventually get used to it, do it your way. I tell people when do from home, send me a sample of what you're reading because your house is not as quiet as you think it is until you get a microphone in front of you. <laughs> so um, you can hear the lawnmower down the street. Uh, I said, I don't want to hear... Um, you know, no dog barking, the baby crying, right. or the lawnmower, and or the AC, or um, and they and they don't understand that until they hear it themselves. Like, oh, you know. Now, natural question is, what do you see for the future, Jim? You know, when the internet, when the streaming started to become a thing on the internet, when it became easier, and then they, like I said, the smartphone was the game changer. People said, "Well, you're going to go out of business," and it's it's it's, it's the exact opposite, because technology has become easier. People want more. It's kind of like when you're growing up, you, you want a car, then you want a nicer car, and you want a nicer car. And now your car is basically a, a, just a, another computer now, mm-hmm. you know. So um, so it's the same thing with technology as, as far as audio goes. Um, it just, you know, podcasting, What 20 years ago, what was that? There was two or three of them. And then now, you know, who doesn't have a podcast now, <laughs> you know, <laughs> including you, you know. <laughs> so, um you know, anyway, you, you don't even need a microphone. You can do it on your phone. I know a lot of people just record it straight into their phone mm. and they edit it later or don't edit it at all. I went to a podcast convention a couple of weeks ago in Dallas. There were two hotels of attendees, close to 3,000 people. Wow. And then uh, people from all over the world were there. 
and uh, it was chaos for a week. <laughs> it was great. And even then, uh, during the day, they had 10 sessions going on at the same time, four days in a row. And the time that I had off, I would log into work. What do you derive the most satisfaction with in your work? What really appeals to you most about what you do? For me, I get, I get to do what I want, and I get to help people. So you know, doing what I want and, and helping people at the same time, that's, it's, a, it's a win-win. Well, this has been fascinating, Jim. I learned a lot that I didn't know about you and your organization. I uh, wish you continued success, continued evolution. I know that you're doing a great service for people who really need what you've got, and you really know how to do it. Like what you've been hearing? How about sharing the joy with your friends? We can always use more listeners. There are more episodes on the way, so stay tuned and keep howling at the moon.